Hey, you're listening to WKNC Interviews Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and never miss an episode. Enjoy listening.
WKNC 88.1 Raleigh. That song you just heard was from The Powder Room. It was called Disappointment. And they're here in the studio with me now for their pre-local band, local beer interview. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? Hi. It's one thing, responding to what's up with what's up. I think about that every day. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up in North Carolina, as I did, this is Patrick. I'm the drummer for The Powder Room. It was I was well into my teens before I realized that howdy was a question. Is it? Yeah, it's short for how do you do? Oh. Howdy. I'm fine. How are you? That's Wow. My grandparents would say that and I was like many, many years later I would suddenly realize that that was a question and an answer. Did someone tell you or did you just I realize? Kind of, I used to spend a lot of time staring off into space <laughs> in a cloud of blue smoke when I was younger. So I yeah. learned something new every day. If you're lucky. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, you're describe you describe yourself on on your Facebook as sludge and noise rock. Uh, did you come up with that yourselves, or is that something that was written? Sludge, sludge. It's sort of. I feel like noise rock is sort of an emerging sort of subgenre of 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 stoner rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's always been this sort of noisy sort of post-Chicago, post-hardcore thing, you know, with antecedents in the 90s, like the Jesus Lizard and Unsane and um, uh, Tar and and sort of amphetamine reptile bands. Um, like one-fifth of your audience is going, oh, yeah, and the other four-fifths are going, I don't know who any of those bands are. <laughs> <laughs> but... But that, you know, that Did sort of... Did you say of, amphetamine reptile There was a, a Minneapolis label called Amphetamine Reptile. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I thought that was like Wouldn't so, that be a great genre so descriptor, weird, though? Some yeah. weird genre that I had never heard of. <laughs> well, the other name for the Chicago noise rock scene is, isn't is actually radio-friendly. Um, I think Robert Criscow, a music critic for The Village Voice, came up with that. You can Google that if you want. Um, we're not allowed to say it. But, <laughs> but yeah, we have all those records. We listen to all those records, and they influence us, I think. So, actually, I was talking about this a little bit with the last band. Maybe you have more insight. What does it mean to put post in front of a genre? Post-rock, post-punk, I have another band that I play in that I tell people all the time we're, we're, we're pre-post-rock. <laughs> so, rock? Right, yeah. <laughs> Do you think post is just a, a word that people are starting to put in front uh, of things? I feel like this about... Meaning? So, you talk about history of punk, right? There was a time in the... In the Pre-1980, where punk was really vibrant and different, and, and there was a lot of stuff going on. Those bands like Bow Wow Wow and the Talking Heads, and they were all considered punk bands. And then punk evolved after, like, 1982 into this big homophobic jock party. <laughs> and um, that became hardcore, you know? And there was, like, the Black Flag and Meyer Threat and and um, Seven Seconds and, and all the Descendants, and there were the hardcore bands. And then that evolved into, <clears throat> you know, this sort of Fugazi and... What was then called emo, which doesn't mean the same thing as emo now, bands like the Promise Ring, and and so that so that's the immediately first generation of post hardcore, like something more than than like three chords and the truth, man. And, and so for me, like just to put it in a place in time is to say, well, that's a post hardcore band, and and so anything that came after the hardcore era, if you will, is post. Well, or? I think that's a. It's a hard question because then you get into really some really sort of subjective things, but I think that when you talk about bands that share influences but not the sound of their contemporaries, then you have to sort of find some genre descriptor that isn't specific to 
Like, we're a post-hardcore band. We're not a hardcore band. We play slower than that. We're also not a stoner rock band because we're not quite... It's not as much swing as you would have with a stoner rock band. So we're sort of post-hardcore, post-stoner rock, noise rock band. The genres are silly anyway. So it's anyway. all really subjective, yeah. Yeah, if you read, like, Freud's thing about the narcissism of small differences, like, oh, we're not a hardcore band. We're a post-hardcore band. Like, it's these tiny little distinctions that from 100 feet away are invisible, but people sort of cling to them as some sort of self-identity thing. I'm really glad you just tied Freud in with a post-hardcore and genre titles. I'm a little embarrassed about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. I've got a, a list of things, not questions, just things that I pulled from your uh, mm-hmm. your Facebook. And um, let's see. I'm going to read this to you, and if you could speak to it for me. Uh, Powerhouse Trio. This is a description of you from Gordon Lamb, Athens. Uh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Is this someone you know well? Oh, or yeah, is this a- yeah. <laughs> Very well. yeah, yeah. Powerhouse trio made up of three rock veterans capable of ripping the throat out of every talking head, giving lip service to the 1990s nostalgia. The real deal birthed through the triple liquid stew of hardcore punk, hard rock riffage, and shoegaze menace, stewed in a brine of nihilism and strained through the grind of the day-to-day. Spot on. <laughs> I've never ripped the thread out of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of adjectives there. Yeah. It was very intense. I kind of felt like I was falling into a deep hole. It did sound like it was like the first three pages of a Frank Miller comic, didn't it? <laughs> you know, it was very hard boiled. Did you find it accurate? I don't know, man. There's so much macho stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, Do I read, you find yourself to be a macho band? Man, I've read this essay yesterday about the toxicity of like of 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 southern masculinism and i was sort of that's been ping-ponging around my head ever since that's actually, actually sounds very interesting can you give me a couple points from that i'm still digesting it man it was really <laughs> it's it was just about how like there's this whole the, the article was about how a lot of race and class conflict comes back to to genre or to uh to to like Gender identity and and fright and masculinity and it was just this very, very deep article that kind of hit on some stuff I'd never thought about. I mean, we're all very Southern guys and we and, it, and we all grew up in South Georgia and you know hunt and fish and and do all those things, but we're also not racist, aggressively non-sexist, um, and and so we're kind of balanced on this weird knife edge of the perceptions of our peers and our parents. I'd love to touch on that a little bit more. We're going to go into one of your next songs. This song is called Earthworm, and it's from The Powder Room. You're on WKNC 88.1 Raleigh.
we're back here on WKNC. And before this, we were getting into... I don't even remember what we were getting into, honestly. I'm distracted now. Talking about masculinity and, and rage and... um. And, and and post whatever music that we play. <laughs> and then while we were gone, while we were music was playing, we were talking about how, you know, Gene, who is our principal singer-songwriter, well, our only singer and, and, and primary songwriter, and by that I mean writes 95% of everything, um, has an incredible pop aesthetic, but also has this fairly nihilistic worldview that he has to express through his art. And he is balanced on that same nice edge we were talking about earlier of, of not wanting to... To write music that's too aggressively um, people pleasing while staying true to his vision. But he should talk about that. I don't know why I'm talking for him. <laughs> yeah, sure, let's talk way about that more. <laughs> so let's talk about that transition from playing in pop bands, radio friendly bands, to you know coming into this this angrier sound. Can you talk to that a bit? Yeah, uh, I moved to Athens, Georgia, in 2009, and uh, I had like a solo project that I was, uh, I was trying to get a band together for, and it was kind of, kind of more of a shoegaze dreamy sort of thing. And, uh, I got a band together, uh, and one of the drummers that I had playing with me had a band full of brothers and I started playing with them and they were playing this music they wanted to call math rock, which I don't know if anyone knows what that is anymore or ever did. But it's just a bunch of, you know, wankery. You know, <laughs> it really is just a bunch of check out my guitar riffs. Here's some odd time signatures. I can play. That band was very successful here, actually. We yeah, we played we played around here in yeah, the triangle. They're called Man Ray. A really good band, but very mathy. But it was more it was like more of a punk band. It was like kind of hardcore or post hardcore or pre <laughs> pre post pre post hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-masculine, right. post-Christian. Are those um, guys Christians? <laughs> they were very, post-Christian. Very, very far from it. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, we did that for a while. Then it dissolved. And I, the old drummer for Powder Room and I became friends and wanted to start a, a band. It's like, uh, you know, we bonded over Jesus Lizard and Nirvana and band, Melvin, stuff like that. Like, well, let's start a band like that. And then he had been playing with Bubba, who's right here. The guy with the beard. You see him? The <laughs> only guy in the band that can really grow a respectable beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they had been playing in bands together for years. And he was like, maybe I'll just ask him to come play. And he came and played. And he was like, when do we play again? And then we became best friends ever since. So, but this was originally a side project for you guys, right? Yeah, it was, it was the tail end of Man Ray, uh, right before I left. And, uh, then their band that they were in at the same time, I think it all kind of, fell yeah, it was apart. the end of that. Then both of those bands kind of fell apart right around the same time. And this other band from Athens who I, I cannot say their name on the radio. Um, we'll call <laughs> all them female a, noise rock band. First word mother. And, <laughs> and we'll call them MF. Yeah, amazing band. That they also were a side project. We were talking about this. We toured together. Just recently, we went up to went a, did a midwestern thing with that band, and shared a van and trailer and played a bunch of shows together. And we found out midway through that tour, we were all former side project bands. That <laughs> <laughs> became the best thing that we were involved in. So. Yeah. So fate, destiny, 
So how has that transition been from playing those those playing with those other bands to playing in this band? Uh how is it different for you? It feels a little more natural to me. Like I was maybe I was like feigning the the urge to play pleasing music, which I, I don't really I don't guess maybe I never wanted to do it. Maybe I figured out who I was. You know, you do a lot of things in your twenties and try to figure out who you are. And uh maybe that was it. I don't know. I feel pretty comfortable where I am. A nihilistic worldview was mentioned. Do you want to talk about that at all? Because I'm interested. Do we really have to? You know, we don't have to. Because <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Great. So, um, I don't think it's, a, I think it's a mistake. We're not gloomy people. Well, you know? Well, most of us aren't. <laughs> Two thirds of us aren't. We laugh a lot. I think is really important. There's a lot of comedy. Yeah. Dark comedy. Yeah. Gallows you can, humor. You can be gloomy and still be funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think those are the funniest people. Doug Stanhope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's that? Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks is right. Yeah. Love that guy. So I want to hear more about this burning van. Tell me the story. Well, last time we were in the Triangle, we played a show in, in Carborough at local... 506, Chapel Hill. Yeah, Chapel Hill. Is that... Yeah. It's Chapel Hill. Same it's, difference. Yeah, same difference. Um, but we played that show. Went home. Middle of the night. Gene got hungry. Went and got a slice of pizza. At some all-night place. And came back and parked the van. And the next morning we all got in the van. And cranked the engine. It was the last show of that tour. And we were going to go back to Athens. And a successful show at that. Yeah, it was a we great show. We were all in high spirits. Stoked. Absolutely. <laughs> Very stoked. Top of the world. High oh, fives and where, everything. Where did you play? 506. 506. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was my first run of dates with these guys because the old drummer had just uh, left the band and, and I joined the band in early January. This was mid-January. We went to play those shows and they went really well. And we got in the van to go home like, wow, this was great. I like you guys. And they were like, yeah, we like you. Let's do this thing, you know. And somebody said, man, I smell gasoline. And we, we just cranked the motor, and I thought, maybe it's just cold and it's running rich. And we drove like 50 feet. It was like, no, nah, now I taste gasoline. <laughs> yeah, let's turn it off. Yeah. That's why I, I was like, I was laying down in the back seat. It's like, let's let's turn it off. And Bubba was driving, and he put it in park, and there was a thump. And it wasn't, <laughs> yeah, it was the thump of ignition. Like, it was the sound of something, like a cloud of, of volatile gasoline catching all at once. And immediately gray smoke began to pour out from under the hood and we all looked at each other and it was pretty evident that we, well, were, we were on fire. Yeah, you know, well, he he got out and looked out looked under the van and you yeah, know, and there were some there were some expletives and flaming gasoline falling out of <laughs> and the And then yeah. then uh then panic ensued. There was about I don't know, 4 seconds of pure Keystone cops like running into each other, running in circles. And then somebody said, "Get the money." We had several thousand dollars in cash, and 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 so the van. Side- we didn't have that much. We weren't that stupid. I think it was like it was like, it was like, it four, was, it was like fourteen or fifteen hundred. Yeah. So we had all our winnings. And we hadn't deposited, but we right. didn't have thousands of dollars. We don't roll like that. So don't come. To my don't van. come. Yeah. Don't come. <laughs> don't come looking for trouble with us. So <laughs> so then we we uh, opened the side door of the van and we started throwing out sleeping bags and all our personal gear and the records. We saved the records. And and we saved the money and our coats because it was freezing, 
and uh, it was getting warmer fast. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then we started to run away from the van, and I had a moment of like, well, the fire's up there, and the gas tank's back here, so we can probably get the equipment out. And 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 uh, so I started shouting for someone to bring the keys to unlock the back of the van, and um, we started throwing equipment as far as literally throwing it as far as we could. Um, away from the van and into the mud, into the mud. Yeah. Um, but we got almost all of our equipment out of the van too. Uh, I was the last one loading equipment because I am, uh, see, so is that word on there? Dumbass is not on your list of things I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was still grabbing guitars and, 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 and drums and, and amplifiers. And, and then I turned around and there was a North Carolina state trooper between me and the van. And he said, you're not going back in there, son. <laughs> so then we stood there and watched it burn. So, so what all did you lose in that that fire? A van. A van. I mean, uh, inside, did you uh, get pretty much everything you needed? Two, a, a rare base cabinet of his yeah. that Ooh. probably only 150 existed in the United States. They were only made for a few years. Yeah. Uh, I had a custom built cabinet in uh, a vintage Ampeg amp that went down, and like a couple of guitar pedals that were randomly. And right, not in the. Pedal they were board. just not. Yeah, they were not in the pedal board or any bag or anything. But all in all, you're you know, alive. Yeah, we were alive. Yeah, we got most of our equipment out. I had just bought a drum set off Craigslist, so I had to save yeah. two drum sets. Yeah, <laughs> well, they were like Russian doll style. Yeah, like, packed in. And I almost crushed me when I pulled them out because they were all stacked inside each other. Yeah, really heavy. That was. I remember I pulled the kick drum out and I was like. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you were like just get on the phone yeah just call the fire department i'll get the drums so the fire department came and put the van out and it was destroyed did you find out what had happened to make that? yeah uh, so right I, before the t- well i my van had been acting up a couple of weeks before that and had been in the shop and they uh they found out I guess nothing, but they had a list of things that needed to be repaired and then some suggested repairs, which was about 750 bucks. And uh, so, you know, I picked up the van and it was like the same thing was happening. And as I was leaving the shop, my girlfriend wrecked her car. So like we didn't have a car anymore. Right. Right. As I picked up the van. So I was like, you know what? I'll bring it back when I get back from this trip. We'll take a look at it. I'm pretty sure it's the O2 sensor failing. They were like, oh, yeah. They looked at it for like an hour and a half. Yeah, it probably is your O2 sensor. And I was like, that's what I said to begin with. Anyway, so um, one of the suggested repairs was a fuel line replacement. There, It was a $15 repair. And that's what they messed up on. They uh, So they brought it back and they fixed the fuel line, but then they didn't reconnect it fully. And it was just pouring gasoline. gasoline. Into so that $15 repair cost it, you a... Uh... A van. A van and, and some other really nice things. Yeah. And, and a lot of psychological damage. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing quite like watching the most expensive thing that you own in the entire world and the second and third most expensive things that you own in the entire world go up in flames. Yeah. That's 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 not fun. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, then I, had, I had a, then I had a nervous breakdown. Right. <laughs> I, I really, I did. Pretty much in the driveway, he had a nervous breakdown. Yeah, Ooh. and then for like a week after that. Yeah, so I w- we went and got a U-Haul. We came all the way up here to Raleigh and got a U-Haul because there's no place we could find one big enough for our equipment and to have three seats across the front. And mm-hmm. and we U-Hauled it back to Athens. Yeah. And then you wrote a song about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we wrote several songs about it, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. The whole record is a, has a recurring theme. About a fire. Oh, just fire. fire. <laughs> it, it just gets mentioned here and there. Mm. The fuel and fire. Yeah. So it yeah. has definitely scarred you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do, do, you, um, do a lot of your songs have to do with, you know, life happenings like that? Or would you, is yeah. there a recurring theme? No, not, not, not on that record. That was just like, this one is just, I don't know, but, uh, everything seems to be like pouring out of me just from that event, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a, like a penultimate, like a capstone event in a long series of horrible things that happened to Gene last winter. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of other stuff that I will oh, not man. go into. Yeah. Uh, personal betrayals on a level of, there's a reason I'm in the band and not the other dude. You know, yeah, gotcha. but let's not go there. Yeah, there's no reason uh, to discuss particulars, but just the kind of like portrayals of intimacy and trust and and failures of machinery and a thousand petty humiliations that just kind of led to this moment where the, the his only way of continuing to make art was burning down to the axles in the driveway of a friend, Chapel Hill. Life, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. So let's get get into this next song uh, called "Dead Pet." Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> Never something a beat. Yeah. <laughs>
after all these joyous conversations and songs, we are back, and I hope you're ready for more. That song you just heard was called Dead Pet from the, the Powder Room. The feel-bad hit of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Got two tickets to Bomber Town. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so tell me, let's talk about the future a little bit. What like are immediate you, future? The immediate future or, you know, growing old, dying, that kind of thing. Whatever future you want to talk to. We're making a record. We're getting ready to go record a new record. We've written a bunch of songs since I joined the band. And we're going to go record those with, probably with Kyle Spence, who is the drummer from The Martians. But so much more than that. <laughs> He's, He's also a person. Yes. <laughs> well, he, uh, The Martians Harvey and Milk. Harvey Milk. Yeah. Um, and he's done a bunch of triangle bands too. Gone down to his studios and um. Oh uh, yeah, he recorded the last Valiant Thor record, who we are playing with tomorrow. Valiant Thor, he, they played with um, Future Islands and Danny Brown and everyone um, at the Thousandth Future Islands show, and they were amazing. Yeah, that was a great show. Um, awesome. It was just a couple weeks ago. Or do you know them? Or I'm trying to think. Future Islands. That's not. I know, the, I know the. I know the sound guy and the touring drummer. For Future Islands. That's okay. not the band that was on Letterman. Two guys from Room, the band Room Runner from Baltimore. They're from Baltimore. So that's yeah. that same band. The guy does the crazy moves. And stuff. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. 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 That's Sam. Sam. Mm-hmm. Is he really, really nice guy? Is he really unique? No, he's just a really down to earth dude. Wow, he's got a stage. <laughs> stage his stage presence yeah. though. Pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. So yeah, we're gonna make a record and we're gonna keep playing shows. Um uh, this next record will probably come out. Um, can we talk about our deal? Talk about the deal? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess... Okay, there's a label that's going to put it out for us, but we'll talk about that next time we come. <laughs> I don't want to step on any toes. Perfect. Yeah, I don't need... I don't, I don't need you can sort of stay up. You know, there's a Facebook group called Noise Rock Now, and if you're into this kind of thing, you should join up because a lot of great music is exchanged there. Um, a lot of links to a lot of great videos by a lot of cool bands, and that's how you can stay up, find out what's happening with us. Because uh, we post there, um, although I'm not on Facebook, these guys post there. Um, but also a lot of our peers, you'll discover a lot of cool bands that that are like, there's a band called Nonagon from Chicago that I'm a huge booster of. And um, there's a band called Lardo from Chicago. And those guys are on there, also great bands. Uh, there's a band called Horrors from Atlanta, Hawks. Hawks from Atlanta, and Buildings from Minneapolis. And if you want to sort of talk about like, I did say that noise rock was an emerging genre, but that's the movement. Like, those are the... I saw you had a Mets poster over there. Yeah, Mets. Mm -hmm. Sort of same kind of genre. Great. I just joined the group. Noise rock now. (laughs) Oh, you did? I did. Fantastic. As you were speaking. Well, they've been a little flooded today with a guy uploading (laughs) videos. This was our entertainment. Oh, man. Yeah, this for seven hours. A guy we know in Athens uploaded every video he'd ever recorded, whether it was noise rock or not. And yeah. So this is a lot of was people's... it Gregory Frederick? <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. You're a highly perceptive person. It was only like two. It's not oh three. Oh no, just keep just scrolling. Keep scrolling. Oh, There's like okay. twelve at least. Yeah, never mind. I found them. <laughs> There's a couple of our videos from our last show in Athens too. He put up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, I got to it. Someone yeah. asked him to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did they really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not polite to join a Facebook group and the next day spam and it with 17 posts. That's a little <laughs> excessive. That's not how you That's not how you Facebook, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so tonight we're playing at the first our local band, local beer thing. Yep. Which, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Because this, this, we don't know anything about it except that we're playing it. It's a regular <laughs> thing? It's our first time. Yeah, so local band, local beer, it happens every week. We bring in a different local brewery every month, and they're there for a sample, and they're on tap all month. Wow. And then we have about th- two or three local bands play every Thursday. And the show starts at 9.30, so... It's a it's a good regular thing to come out to, and you find out about tons of new bands, um, and you know you get to drink beer. So we, we 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 live in Raleigh now. Yeah, there's a scene here. <laughs> We're like, a local band. Oh yeah. There's an amazing thing. I mean, you I was know, up Raleigh here is for, on lists now. I was, what's list? <laughs> I don't know. There's just lots of oh, lists oh, that oh, pop oh, up oh, on Facebook. Like, oh, I thought like, you meant like great place to live. Yeah, I it's thought. on fleek. Is that what the kids are saying? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> on list or on fleek? <laughs> we can start on list. Okay, let's start there. I've actually, right. uh, I think we're going to start saying things are HD now. Oh. I made that up. Okay. But I've got one other person maybe saying HD. it. And, you know, so we're going to start calling things HD, you know. Or high def? Yeah. Okay. Dude, did you see that show? It was totally HD. It was so, so high def. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, this band is so, so high def. Two-thirds of HD. this band are AD HD. <laughs> so. Yeah. What? Yeah. What were we talking? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where's your coffee? Yeah, I need coffee, man. Um, yeah, I was here for Hopscotch a couple of years ago, and man, things were just amazing here. I mean, there's so many great bands here. Yeah, Colossus are good bros of mine. They're from this area. And I really think it's only growing. It's Maple State. feels like just the beginning, really. I really dig that band. Aren't they from here, Maple State? Maple State. I Durham, haven't right? seen them. Are they a Durham but band? They and, might be Durham. And who is... Desarc, Desarc, yep. I mean, yeah. come on, man. One Desarc. I mean, that would be if, if Desarc was from like Iowa City, Iowa. You'd be like, "There's a music scene there because that person is there. That's that good, you know." You go find out more, and then you find out that that person, Desarc, is from Raleigh, and there's ten thousand other bands here. It's crazy. Oh yeah, come check it out. You will. You. It's never ending. But like the the place to buy a house if you're going to move here is Durham, though, right? And that's where everybody's going. Right, the new Brooklyn is what I've heard. You know, I'm hearing, I'm hearing Durham. Durham is starting. There's a lot of gentrification articles about that. Actually, mm. um, what's your feeling on that? I don't even want to talk. We, you guys, have to get to load in because it is eight Because <laughs> <laughs> gentrification seems like such you a great idea, coffee. unless yeah. you're someone who's being. You need that coffee, and yeah. it's load in time. Yeah. Okay. Our chainsaw hour is starting, so not hour. It's gonna be all night. Tonight and tomorrow night, so Chainsaw, stick around for that. Again, local beer and local band, local beer tonight at Tiernanog at 9.30. We've got the Manimals Youth League, and you've been listening to The Powder Room. Thanks for having us. Thank, Thank you. you for coming in. Any last so much words? Fun. Smooches. <laughs> I love you. That's the last words. That's it. I'm not going to top that. And on a high note, this last song is called Frayed. Thank you for listening. Catch you next week.